Based on recent statistics compiled by the World Bank, employment in agriculture in Canada was reported at 1.4% of the workplace in 2020. While this number is low compared to other sectors in the Canadian economy, it still contributes and continues to be an economic driver of a highly diversified employment sector across the country. This podcast is brought to you by Dentons, the world's largest law firm with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations serving 75 countries. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dentons Agribusiness Podcast Series. My name is Chris Young. Just a reminder, our AgTech pitch competition is now open and accepting applications. So if you have an innovative product or service that you think can benefit the Canadian agriculture sector, we definitely want to hear from you. There are cash prizes and in-kind legal services from Dentons for the winners of the competition. In today's podcast, I want to focus on the talent and employment aspect of the agribusiness sector and ag tech sector, and also in the startup sector in general. I wanted to look at the general landscape of hiring when it comes to companies looking to grow. We can all agree on the importance of agriculture sector and economy, especially when you look at the stats. 17% of all manufacturing GDP in Canada is related to the food and beverage processing industry alone. 18% of manufacturing employment is related to this sector as well. So clearly a key driver to the workplace in our country. Joining me today is Jeff Mercer, Director of Business Development Strategic Partnerships at David Applin Group, a company focused on helping companies across Canada recruit and fulfill talent demands as they grow. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Hey, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me join you uh, this morning. Yeah, thanks for taking time to hop on the podcast. Uh, to kick things off, Jeff, let's uh, give a brief background of what Applin does and what do you do at Applin? Yeah, so the the Applin Group, uh, we've been in business as a firm. A lot of people uh, in the Alberta region are familiar with us as a recruitment firm uh, locally in Alberta. Started in Edmonton back in 1975, so we're just over 46 years in business. Uh, strong reputation as we've grown over the years uh, across Canada from Halifax to Vancouver, nine locations. And we're known as a, a top firm uh, across all recruiting, across all functional areas from IT, accounting and finance, uh, across the spectrum within organizations. We also focus on executive search. For me personally, uh, with the firm over a few years now, uh, I've been focused on a few areas, uh, strategic partnerships with major accounts across uh, some core industries, such as uh, natural resources, mining and energy, and also uh, still continuing to uh, work with clients uh, to uh, complete executive searches as well. So. One thing I want to hit you with now <laughs> is when we take a look at the agriculture sector and hiring and talent and recruitment, um, what are companies looking for right now? Is there you know, any trends you're seeing or, or what's happening in that space when it comes to talent? Yeah, the, the ag sector has become quite diverse and essentially evolving rather quickly as uh, the tie with technology. So 
uh, it's interesting we're speaking about that topic because uh, specifically within southern Alberta, there's a lot of initiatives and a lot of change happening as the digital transformation occurs, not only in agriculture, but across other areas of natural resources, mining, oil and gas, energy, etc., but there is uh, there's going to be a, a you know a massive uh, growth anticipated projected in in this sector specifically within Alberta, Western Canada, and Ontario as they continue to drive forward with innovation and the digital transformation as I've mentioned as it applies to uh, agriculture and agritech uh, solutions and companies that are focused on enhancing value and efficiency solutions to basically enhance the uh, the crops and the production within this sector. Uh, so therefore, there's a lot of skilled opportunities tied to uh, data, AI, etc. in terms of using technologies, whether it's sensors or data gather, capturing data. It's, it's an area that's going to continue to blossom here and drive forward to, uh, over the next 10 years. And uh, it's not only the, uh, the individuals at the ground level working within the sector, but uh, it's also the technology side is going to, there's going to be a significant need in the sector as major companies like Nutrient, et cetera, conduct R&D and develop intelligence around this space tied to things globally with the demand for, for agriculture as the world grows. Also, there will be a tremendous and we're seeing already a, a growth in terms of startups and VC specializing in supporting these types of startups to build out new technology and efficiencies, et cetera. Yeah, you know, in our previous podcast and talking with our other guests, it's very clear that the ag sector is so diverse. There's many aspects to it. Now you throw in the tech side for ag tech. And it becomes even more so, as you mentioned, cloud computing, installation of sensors. Like now you have like computer engineers working in the egg sector, helping these companies. Now, I know today's podcast was focused more or is focused more on the employer side. But I could you touch base quickly on, you know, people who are looking for jobs in the egg sector because it is starting to change. You know, a lot of people, when they first think about egg, they think about farming right? Like I got to drive a tractor. And I got to tell you, I have some family that, you know, the harvesting is now push of a button. And now this tractor goes around with a GPS unit to harvest and you don't really need the operator there. So I think that's changing a little bit, but can you maybe speak a little bit about the skill sets um, individuals going into the egg space should be looking at or thinking about? Yeah, definitely. Uh younger individuals the trend is there and there's an absence or a lack of, of skilled individuals to deal with the analytics and the management of cloud systems sensor technology etc and the trends are there uh, where that gap exists as individuals that are running farms etc are getting older and stepping away and new technology is coming in so there are opportunities for individuals that have those skills within managing GPS or any type of solution-oriented technology to improve agriculture. Uh, there, there are tremendous opportunities out there for not only startups, but within major companies to, to apply new science and technologies. Uh, one current example, if not everyone is aware, is the Smart Agri-Food Corridor that is developed between in conjunction between Calgary and Olds to 
do research effectively and apply these types of solutions and new technologies. So I think these initiatives like this one are a good example of how uh, younger people are looking for something unique, whether it be in the agri-tech space, clean tech is tied to that as well, or renewables. Uh, there's just a lot of new emerging opportunities that are continue to gain momentum in, in Canada, specifically Alberta. Yeah, and and there's all like a lot of capital spending right by these companies in this R and D research and development phase, right? So so they are going to need to you know things that you wouldn't traditionally associate with agriculture. You know now people who are looking for work in the sector should think about that. That there is a huge research and development component to it that could you know crop science and you know maybe even things from the medical field that can apply with uh, food production, right? So, you know, I think it's very important for people to definitely take that into consideration when they're looking at that. Uh, I want to shift the focus a little bit now to, because our egg tech pitch competition is coming up, I know there's a lot of startups, uh, a lot of tech startups, a lot of egg startups that are probably getting ready to grow or, ha- you know, they're getting their first bit of revenue coming in. They're looking to expand. And so this is where it, grows out of that owner founder role and you got to start hiring people on the outside and one of the things I think is hard for a lot of entrepreneurs is to almost relinquish that you know responsibility and and but they do need it to grow their company so one thing I want to ask you um, Jeff to start off this area is in terms of you know some of the tools to attract the right employees, what are some things that startups or even small, medium-sized companies should really be thinking about when it comes to attracting the right talent to their companies? Yeah, sure. It's something that has to be on the top of the list with ownership and uh, key managers within a startup or even at the mid, mid-sized level to retain that top talent, those essential skills uh, tied to technology, for example. Basically, I mean, you have to be able to showcase that company culture is one key thing. And just getting the, the visibility of, of your company is, is critical as well, whether it's, you know, utilizing the power of social media to your advantage as much as possible, uh, partnering with key stakeholders, whether it's key associations at all levels tied to the ag sector, which is very beneficial for creating referrals to, to capture new employees and uh, things like that, I think, are the cornerstone of trying to develop key top talent. And in the world of, call it post-pandemic, where we've all spent the last year and a half working from home, are you seeing some trends from employers now offering to continue some of that flexibility? I get a lot of employers probably don't want to have 100% remote um, although I have heard a lot of tech companies are starting to offer 100% remote, which saves them a lot of money on the real estate side. Uh, but are you seeing a trend in uh, employers adding that component in of fle- work flexibility to attract talent? Yeah, it seems to be a trend that's uh, coming up more and more in terms of uh, companies at all levels is how do we approach this going forward? You know, having that flexibility does it need to be a hundred percent or, you know, it depends on the company culture. A lot of the, uh, a lot of these uh, specific situations when, when you get into detail, but overall uh, a lot of companies uh, seem to be talking about adapting a hybrid model, maybe uh, two to three weeks at home or two, two, two days a week in the office, uh, depending on the type of activity to, to meet as teams, et cetera, in person. Like I just mentioned, it uh, depends on, a lot on company culture as well. Some major organizations like to have everyone back 
full-time in the office space, whereas others are have, have a company culture where they have that trust and that type of relationship with their key staff and employees that uh, they're, they're flexible with that type of arrangement and letting people work remotely continuously uh, 100% of the time and taking advantage, obviously, of uh, uh, reduced overhead costs, et cetera. So, but I think uh, initially, perhaps a, a more of a flexible hybrid uh, kind of arrangement until things gradually get back to normal. A lot of startups, when they're first hiring, you know, it could be their first employee, um, and it could be a difficult process, right? As I said, you know, trying to find the right talent that has a good fit. Uh, you don't have any of the systems put in place uh, to get that started. And sometimes it's uh, learned by doing. But are there any tips you can give, uh, you know, some of these newer companies that are just about ready to, you know, expand and, and get their first few employees in the door? What are some tips you can give for them when they're searching? Yeah, I think it's just... Uh critical to to demonstrate to top candidates uh, as the talent pool is tight in the sector for certain positions specifically on the technical side is just to have full team engagement during the hiring process to demonstrate to the candidates that you're a team going in the right direction proper organizational metrics and strategies in place to demonstrate to the candidates to show that you're on a, on a path to growth and and you're set to have some upside in terms of strategies and being a strong player in the industry. I think uh, those two areas are very, uh, very important when you're demonstrating that to key leaders that you're trying to bring on board or talented individuals. Jeff, in your line of work, do you recall any unique, um, and without naming client names, but have you run into some unique uh, perks or contract terms that, companies may have utilized a little bit to, you know, minimize some of that uh, potential hurdle in trying to find the right talent? Like, is there any unique things that you've seen companies do uh, in the past to, you know, maybe intake people for a certain time and have some clauses in there that gives them a way out? I don't know, like, is there anything unique you've seen? Yeah, that's uh, interesting because I come up, you know, I've dealt with so many different searches across uh, various levels and, and different companies, whether it's private sector, public sector, et cetera, uh, you know, management positions at the senior level. Typically, you just see stock option plans are quite common. It, it depends on how they do with the growth of the company and seeking further capital and, and driving cash flow as they progress. Sometimes for a new, new leader coming in, it's... Uh, doing the research and, and figuring what the options are based on what's put in front of them. The effort can be put in and the passion to drive the company forward, but it all depends on how all the other uh, moving parts work together to grow that company and uh, take it to that next stage. Yeah, you bring up a good point about, you know, finding leaders because, you know, oftentimes when we do talk about startups or growth stage companies looking to hire, you think about, call it the the workers, right? The the people in middle management just to grow certain sectors. But oftentimes we forget that uh, some of these companies are by the board of directors or their investors are required or have been tasked to look for someone who is going to take the helm of the ship uh, to be like a CEO, you know, someone who has taken a growth company from, you know, from a startup to IPO. Um, and that's often difficult, I would say. I would assume so for entrepreneurs, right, who start up the company to now take a bit of a backseat from that key leadership role. But then, 
you know, maybe they're the chief technology officer because they founded the company with the technology, but they got to cede that CEO position to someone else who actually has experience running a company from corporate side. Yeah, it's it's a quite delicate, uh, difficult position. Uh, a lot of adjectives for that, but uh, ways to describe it. But yeah, someone who is so passionate about starting up a company and bringing forward a, a unique uh, solution and, and there's tremendous upside with returns and to have, to have uh, gets to a certain stage of development, they have to bring in uh, new leaders to take that company to the next stage. Quite difficult for, for that individual to uh, essentially let go and uh, still be engaged and involved. But yeah, it's a difficult time frame for uh, initial leaders to go through for sure. Yeah, you know, example comes to mind is uh, Google, you know, the founders of Google who built the technology. I mean, they ended up, you know, having to find a CEO. And I think they did. That was the reason why I think they're so successful is they're able to or willing to relinquish that position as someone with more of that corporate experience who could deal with investors, deal with going public, you know, had that experience to do so. But yeah, definitely very difficult for founders sometimes, sometimes. Um, so Jeff, I want to thank you so much for time today. Uh, I know there's a lot we can discuss when it comes to the talent area, uh, but definitely thank you for sharing your insights on this important component and how it applies uh, to various sectors, especially the egg sector and the technology sector. Uh, a link to David Applin Group can be found in the podcast description below. And if you need any help with recruitment and talent, uh, especially in these growth markets, definitely reach out to Jeff and the Applin Group can definitely help you there. So thanks so much, uh, Jeff, for joining today. Thanks, Chris. So thanks everyone for taking the time to join us on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast through whichever platform you're listening to. And don't forget to add your email to the Denton's contact list so you can be notified anytime we have new content. Take care and we will catch you on our next episode.